What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This Haber Ben Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM. That's right, guy. And MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. And it's brought to you by SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code HAM for $10 off your first purchase. Also, BoxOfAwesome.com, promo code HAM. Now to the segment. First time the 49ers have opened the season with back-to-back 30-point games. Since uh, 98, I think, Mooch. I I don't know what you thought. Uh, we can just talk about all Ellen. We'll talk about Staley separately. I actually thought, I, I thought Jimmy was okay. I thought he was fine, good, maybe. But it was a good, it was more of a team win in my estimation than Garoppolo. I mean, I think probably everybody who watched it, I'm guessing, felt that way. Than Jimmy doing anything that made us feel like everything's cool. Maybe that's what I'm trying to get at. Is I didn't watch well, this game and go, oh, everything's cool. Well, this is what the PFF guys talk about. And I think you see it with Tua. I saw it with Tua a bunch yesterday. He has like 300 yards passing. Well, like three of the passes are either slants or a throwback where the guy just walks in the end zone 70 yards. So, like Marquise Goodwin's touchdown. Like, that's Kyle's touchdown. He's wide fucking open. I saw Jeff Schwartz was like, that the staple of Kyle's offense is that the throwback to the tight end. It gets even, like, that's a sweet wrinkle when you add the wide receiver to it. And then they hit another touchdown to Mozart, who I had on my DraftKings, one of my DraftKings teams. Nice. And he just had a sweet screen pass. So it's like Jimmy, to me, the glaring thing that Jimmy did is like, I, I saw a great tweet. It was like, Jimmy just threw it into an entire draft class. Like that 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 throw into you know, five different guys is pretty wild. Now the thing is, when you play like Jimmy does and just kind of manage the game and just play solid, he got lucky that that, or I guess that ball was picked. But they ran the shit out of the ball, guy. I mean, they ran for 260 yards. That reminds me of, like, Kaepernick's Nevada team against Fresno State. Like, when, <laughs> when do you ever see – to me, you rush for 150 yards as a team in the NFL, you're dominating on the ground, right? You're controlling the line of scrimmage. You rush for over 200 yards in the NFL as a, as a unit, that's fucking impressive. 260? That's crazy. I mean, that's just – that's I'm stealing your will. I mean, that's uh, – I'm watching this, and they, they run different plays than Harbaugh. 
But that's a hardball wet dream game where you just run it down their throat and you just basically make them say uncle. But they can't say uncle because the clock's still going. So you just got to keep playing. You can tell like, oh, this sucks. And yeah. you just ran it down their throat. Yeah, I, it, it was it was great. I just, like I said, I, I think they're 2-0. and They're in good shape. I think if you had said they'd be 2-0 and and you weren't feeling great about Jimmy, you'd go, okay, that's pretty good on one hand. But on the other hand, you'd say, I'd rather just feel great about Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I felt, you, I felt I, better than you about Jimmy. I thought he was fine. I thought he was fine. No, no, no. Look, I thought he was fine. But here's let me tell you exactly how I watched this game. This is how I went into the game. I went into the game, and my thought was going to be on every throw he made, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, do I think Nick Mullins could have made that same throw or that same play or that same decision or whatever? And I just, you know, again, watching the game, I'm like, okay, is he how much better than replacement level Nick Mullins was Jimmy Garoppolo today? And I, you're right. He was fine. They did more than enough to win the game. But, John, I thought the sequence where he false starts because clearly he doesn't know the snap count because nobody else moves. And then I can see him say, like, I'm good, I'm good. And I'm just, I swear to God, I start thinking, like, what's he going to do right now? And he just fucking airmails a ball that is an, it, the, one of the easiest interceptions we'll see all, all day. Well, guy, not everyone can stay locked in for 75 straight plays. So it no, was a bad time can't. to brain fart. It was a bad time to brain fart. But, it, but it, right. it was, you, you compound a mistake with a mistake. That's, that's rookie stuff, man. Yeah. That, I mean, that's so, the type anyway, shit that, that like, Kyle's co- might be thinking about. That's my about point. So plane. I see that. Kyle's fuming. And, and then you're like, all right, how many of these throws could Nick Mullins make? And again, go back to the last pot. I'm not suggesting Nick Mullins should be the starter. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, we've been talking about this for a while now with Kyle, and that's how I watch the game today. Well, I talk shit about Kyle's offensive coordinator slash wide receiver coach, just one of his little minion guys, Mike McDaniels, who had this quote in an MMQB article that quarterbacks don't make this offense, our offense does. I'm like, the arrogance, this bullshit. And then I watch when the, when the offense gets humming. Right. You're like, fuck, this guy kind of got a point. <laughs> you're like kind of watching Washington State, right? I mean, not the same style of offense, but just like you just see the coaching. Maybe yeah, more you're so. just like, God, these guys are wide. Now, the counter is I watch Gardner Minshew, who's clearly a pretty good player, take that to another level, right? Or you watch certain right. play, Like I watch Crabtree elevate the scheme. I watch you see, Washington State's quarterback, by the way, already has over 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns. Yeah, touchdowns. and like, I, like you see that guy. Like I, I, I'm a fan. What's that guy's name? Anthony Gordon. Like, I like him. But you can tell it's it's probably, it's definitely a step down from Gardner. Yes, he's. I agree. He's not. You know, so it's just, it is, but it still works, and they still get big wins, and you're like, okay, but there is, and that to me is the counter, and that's why Kyle would say, well, the number one thing I can't have are these fucking dumb turnovers, because we are going to scheme plays all goddamn day. I thought the first half, Kyle's like hitting him with a left, then he hits him with a right, then he hits him with a screen, then he hits him with like a fake boot, and you're like, God damn, where's he going? And the Bengals don't know what's going on. It was crazy. I thought it was one of the great... I bet you can see where when it works to perfection, like an Atlanta guy, it worked all fucking year. Can you imagine what it was like to be an Atlanta Falcon fan that year by like October? You're like, this is, this is heaven. This is porn. It's kind of like, I was thinking that today watching the Raiders game. If you're like a diehard Chiefs fan, because it's a little bit like the run the Warriors just went on, if you don't, just like, your excitement level every game should be on a 100, because it doesn't get any better than that, right? It just doesn't. Now, no. think about it. Because it's Kyle, not just winning, it's like winning 
with your pants down. It's yeah, just, and, and just pants down, both middle fingers up with a big ass <laughs> smile. Like fuck everybody, <laughs> no one's touching us. And you and think about it like the Kyle's Atlanta run. Matt Ryan is better than Jimmy. Now maybe one day Jimmy can get better than him, but Matt Ryan's better than Jimmy. Julio is just dramatically better than everything the Niners have combined. And then they had a bunch of other solid guys, right? Demonte Freeman was like they were just stacked. And like what Kyle's Kyle's doing this. Now, again, it was against the Bengals, but you can see just the rhythm of a shit works against anybody. And if he does have a couple guys step up, the other thing that's pretty telling is sometimes I think Kyle can be kind of honest probably in these production meetings because you're like, uh, what was his name? Marty, who's the guy calling it? Brenneman? What's his Tom first name? Brenneman. Marty Tom Brenneman. Tom Brenneman. When Tom will be like, uh, God, uh, God, Chris, you know, it's we get that vibe. He's... Dante Pettis is really in the doghouse. So Kyle told you he hates him. And then he's like, you know, he, he came to camp really out of shape. Well, I haven't heard that. That's a, that's a new one. So right. did Kyle drop that line too? Like Kyle's just fucking airing it out on different guys. Like this motherfucker won't do this. Or, yeah, or was that when Tim Ryan telling Spielman? Because I was thinking it and you texted me. You're like, is there any doubt that Spielman and Tim Ryan are best friends that love each other? <laughs> there's Well, there's just no doubt. They're the same person, right? <laughs> I mean, they are. They are just in old a good way. Like I thought, guys, Spiel- yeah. I really enjoyed Spielman today. To me, those are the football Sunday. guys. Like that, it, when you think football guy, like everything. Pardon my take is kind of hung their hat on talking about the football guy. Right. Chris Spielman is football guy. I mean, guy, they had a football life on him. <laughs> His brother's a general manager. They just like the way you think about food, or you know, the normal person just thinks about like sleep. Like they think about football. Like <laughs> even like Mayock and Gruden and Andy, like. There's just football. Like you're like, ah, I kinda just want to go to bed. Like when they're when you thought of like, yeah, hey, I'm just ready for sleep, their thought is, I'm just ready for more football. Like it's just it's just football. It never ends. And I think Kyle's like that with his offense. <laughs> That's where we're back to what you said about Jimmy. Like, you start fucking up his plays, throwing how how does Jimmy explain that ball? Beside maybe I'm trying to throw it away, but Kyle would be like, Why would you just throw it out of bounds or something? Right? Or skip it. I, there's just, just how do why you, are you how forcing do you, explain, you, how do you, you made a mistake yourself? and then you forced it to make up for your mistake and then you made another mistake. Yeah. But whatever, it didn't matter because like you said, it, he was fine. He was fine. I don't want to be too critical. I mean, they're two and zero, two road wins. You'd say how good are the Bucks? How good are the Bengals? But they're two and zero, both wins on the road. Yeah, to me, you're and two and zero, really two road wins. That's you, you start thinking about it right away. It's hard to not go five hundred at home, right? You're just going to win a couple games at home naturally. Like shitty teams win a couple games at home, let alone just clearly a functional team like the Niners. So if they go four, or let's say they go five and three at home, you're already talking about potentially like already right in that eight win kind of. That's the thing about winning a couple road games early. You just like what's the bare minimum right now for them? Probably like seven. Right, it just you just look at the way it kind of sets up. It's just just in terms of you have a bunch of home games left. It just yeah, that's I mean, why it's set, big to win road games. Yeah, because if you let's say you went three and five and five and three, what's that eight and eight? They've already uh, what I'm saying is like if they went three and five in the road, that would mean they'd only win one more of their six remaining road games. Right, which is probably unlikely. Right, you'd think that they would at least maybe win two. Yeah. Again, I'm just look. If you're just looking at all games, kind of independently equal, which they're not, but you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're they're. I I think the, I think it's. I came out of the game kind of negative just because of what I said about Jimmy. But really, if you take a step back, you go. He hasn't played his best football. I do think there's. I I, I do think he can be better. 
and they're two and zero. You know, in many ways, that's a positive. Um, and, and to me, like even more than the the Bucks game, actually looked a little bit better after they played Carolina. You're like, you know, Tampa. They got a good coaching staff. They're going to be feisty. They'll probably win six or seven games, but they'll, they'll upset a couple of people. But I think this game, yeah, I, a clear, uh, since he came back to earth, but they kicked the shit out of him, guy. I mean, they if this was an NBA score, what would it have been, like 120 to 92? Like, it yeah. was a beatdown. So I, I think anytime you just get a beatdown, I don't know if you hold your head high, but you know, even if you think you didn't play that well, but it's hard to not be happy. You just kick the shit out of an NFL team. Even if that team is bad, right? To me, the yes. only way you come out is it's a positive. Now, there's individual things in there that are like... Because the one thing, big picture with Jimmy, I think the scariest thing would be is you are going to be in a couple tight games if you're going to be a good team, right? Against the Rams, against Seattle, against the fucking Browns on Monday night, whatever. And if that's a tie game, because remember the Coughlin stat that... 90 or 85 percent of NFL games are within six points in the fourth quarter with under 10 minutes left. It's just that's why point spreads are what they are, right? This is not college football. A lot of them, they're all close. Like the Niners game today is an outlier. Hell, the Raiders game is an outlier. There were actually, (laughs) I think, I think a lot of outliers just in general today. But is he going to throw that pick? And I think you kind of saw Derek do it today. Like those are just backbreakers, you know, when you're getting momentum or when you're down. That's the other thing. Like, when you can be quote unquote front running, and I don't mean that in a way like being a shitty person, just being good when you know happy when things are good. I, I just mean as a team. Well, could they afford? And this is what Kyle would say: We cannot afford when we're down six points against the Browns heading into the fourth quarter, and we have the ball at the fifty yard line, and Jimmy throws a pick like that. That ruins that ruins the game, and that's where I think. As these games get bigger, and with every win, they're going to get more important. And, you know, you're just going to play, the, especially these divisional games against L.A. and Seattle, I would imagine of three of the four of them are going to be semi-tight, at least in the second half. And can you trust Jimmy to not make a devastating mistake? And that's where I think I'm at, where I can't say I know he can't avoid it. Because I actually kind of feel like it's coming. I, do you? Like, when's he going to do something kind of crazy? Yeah, I just... And I wasn't really thinking it today, and then he did it, and I was kicking myself. I'm like, of course he was going to do something nuts. Well, you, yeah, you tweeted, Jimmy's got a little Jameis in him. And it's just, it's just that. It's just a little unpredictable, which, you know, I don't know. Because, like, you wouldn't get, you say, like, cousin- high end that, like, it, like Favre, was, Favre had some Jameis in him. <laughs> right. But Favre also had Brett Favre in him. Yeah. Well, that's like, it, what, what's the downfall of Mahomes? Sometimes he does dumb shit. Like, who cares? Like, it's like, oh, you know, Steph's turnovers. Like, I, yeah, I don't give a fuck. If you watch Steph Curry, yeah, I mean, he scores like 40 with his eyes closed. You know? Like, I, I can live with Steph Curry's turnovers. Yeah, you're fine yeah. with it as long as the all, the other side of that is sometimes you take those risks and they get you incredible. Yeah, that, that's a way, great way to describe it. Yeah, Brett Favre had the Brett Favre shake your head moments, but he also had way more of, he's freaking Brett Favre. You know, I don't know if we're going, you know, he's freaking Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just, so. You're kind of thinking it, but you're like, ah. Now, the, now the, here's the other thing. They got. We'll talk about the Steelers and Ben, but um, I, I think this is a big, a big week just to see Nick Bosa didn't practice. Practice Friday plays. Do, are we doing this again this week, or is he just practice this week and he's going to practice? Like that's my question. Can I argue with myself? Because I was adamant, like yeah. stupid, not practicing him. Like, what are you guys doing? And then clearly he can play in the games. 
I might be wrong on this in the sense that I'm the one that always argues who gives a shit about practice. It's about the games. That's all this thing's about. Like he plays pass. He's a pass rusher. He's not running intricate schemes as like a, the free safety calling the defense. He's not Jimmy Garoppolo. Hell, he's not even the center where he's got to call protections. He's a pass rusher. When the ball snapped, he chased the quarterback. And on first and ten, if they think runs coming, he plays a run. Like it's do we? Does this even matter if he's playing like this? Because you feel his presence. Like, to me, maybe, I, why do I even care if he practices or not? Maybe, I, and I'm the one that always argues, I don't give a shit about practice. I'm done making a big deal. Now, the only thing is, if he does get injured on the ankle in a game, you are clearly kind of playing with fire. But to me, he just looks pretty normal. Like, he's flying around. You, you just, Yeah, I thought he looked good again. Yeah, so, why, why am I even talking about, like, he's not, you gotta take a stand, Kyle! Like, yeah, I don't care. Don't make him practice. I was the one that said the D Ford shouldn't have practiced. Right. <laughs> They're flying around. How about... Quan Alexander. Are good. Well, yeah, he's good, but Blair was dominating today. Yeah, he was. I mean, Fred Warner and Quan Alexander were everything I think we were hoping that like Ruben Foster would be. Just those two guys. They're just kicking uh, well, ass. I think if you had been on, if you'd been in a coma since Ruben Foster like made his debut and looked sweet, and then woke up today, I'm like, oh, Ruben looks great. He's yeah. 56, running around, oh, making plays. Oh my god, he's become a complete player, bro. He can play the pass. He's all over the place in the run. He's, I see he's still feisty. You know, oh, who's this guy they got from BYU? He's a pretty good little partner for him. Yeah, yeah. You, there is that element with. You're right about Quan though. He's a little feisty. Just I worry about him. Well, I think isn't it fair to say that every coach but you need it. you talk to when they when the defensive coaches come into the meeting, they like their guys a little fucking nutty. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want them getting kicked <laughs> out of games. Yeah, sometimes you're like, bro, you can't swing back. I, it does feel like it's a little arbitrary arbitrary on the swing. Like if it's a full on punch, the guy's automatically gone. But there's a lot of. Like the extracurricular, you know, hands like of the just face. Like a push. Yeah, it's yeah, like, you know, punch, you could toss them, but that's not really the ref's job. Tough little spot. What's it called? You're trying to, is it mush or something? Where you like just try to go hand in the, in the guy's nose? Like, oh, you mushed him. Isn't yeah. that a thing? Yeah, it probably is. I, 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 Quan's good for one or two mushes a game, for sure. Isn't he? He's also good for just their business. Like, they need some of that. Yeah, he's. I just feel like for the first time in a long time, the 49ers defense has just a little edge to him. Well, I'll tell you the guy that's taken the biggest jump by a mile so far, and he's probably been the biggest underachiever because you realize, and this happens a lot in scouting, is you get this guy that's six one and a half. He can fucking fly, and you're like, God, this guy's gonna be a sweet corner. And then you get a Keller Weatherspoon, and then you just watch him sometimes. You're like, this guy, you want? What are we even doing? And then you see, like, the last couple of games, he's just breaking up balls. Even, the like, the pick six that he kicked, which I don't blame him on the kick. He's I don't so blame mad. him at all. And Because I at first thought, like, oh, that's a 15-yard penalty, and it's just a delay game, five yards, not that big I give deal. the refs credit. Yeah, everyone thought it was a 15-yard yeah. penalty. And I'm glad it's not a 15-yard penalty. But you can see his physical attributes are evident, right? Remember when he was coming out of Colorado, just the tall guy that could fly – Right. If he actually had the tape, I mean, you're talking about a top 20 player. But in fairness, there's a lot of guys in the NFL like that. You know, if he just played like he looks, he would have been a top 15 guy. <laughs> you know, Yeah, he doesn't play like he looks. As the old saying goes, he plays like Tarzan. Or he looks like, looks Tarzan, like Tarzan, plays like Jane. Yeah. And, and I, I think he's... Can you say that in 2019? Yeah, it's a good... <laughs> I'd have to say that out loud and think about it. I think you can. Okay. Uh yeah, because I think the counter would be, what if Jane was a player, right? Like, what if Jane was good? Yeah, Jane's just quick. Yeah. What, what if Tarzan's Jane, a dummy. Tarzan doesn't know the playbook. Yeah, what if they're just putting Jane in the wrong role? Too, Tarzan makes too many mental mistakes. 
But don't do you agree? I mean, it was the kind of the knock on him at Colorado it was kind of an underachiever for his physical gifts, and for the first time, I feel like he's had two games in a row where you're seeing like he's starting to maximize it. Like he's not a liability. Like, he looks awesome. You, I feel my I don't know anything other than what I, what he has said, Richard Sherman. But it feels like if Akello Witherspoon turns out to be good, I, I'm guessing Richard people inside would probably give Richard Sherman some credit. Maybe just helps him out with mindset or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, Richard looks pretty good. I mean, they just they just look good. When's the last time? And maybe it's just maybe Robert Sala would be like, I've been calling the same fucking plays. We just have better players now. You know, it's not. I don't know if I got smarter. Like Andy Reid would tell you, I've been calling these bombs since 1999. You know, just sometimes I got To and Deshaun, and other times I got Todd Pinkston. You know, or you know that one year when we didn't score a wide receiver touchdown. Sometimes I got Alex throwing it. I'm calling the same goddamn play I've been doing since you guys were in fucking junior high. <laughs> I was thinking today, would the Niners be better with? Healthy Alex Smith as their quarterback. Uh, yeah, I mean the version like Andy had right before he traded him to Washington. Yeah, just like the guy that was the guy before he became the guy. With I the, think that with Kyle the, would like Alex a lot. Yes. Yeah. Would Jimmy be able to beat out Alex? I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. I don't. No, maybe Jimmy in a year. May, I don't know. But right now, I'd feel like like don't don't you feel like Kyle would be fine with Andy Dalton as his quarterback? Not fine, but he would be able to function. Yeah. Andy's not terrible. Like, he was getting... No. You know the one thing it shows you today, like in the NFL, and just watching Andy specifically, and just a lot of guys? I do think we naturally say, like, quarterbacks are a little soft. Like, they get pelted. You know, a lot of them. (laughs) They get destroyed, and they just hop back up. It is... There's a reason they get more money and more girls. Like, they do get blasted. I mean, a lot. And no one really talks about it. Unless you get injured. It's just like you're just supposed to pop back up. But it's like, God, did you guys see that this 330-pound guy just fell on me and everyone's just looking the other way, like running down the field? Like, yeah, I, exactly. You see this guy laying on me? Have you ever – I weigh 215 pounds and, and the defensive tackle smushed me with a defensive end. Hey, Gruden or Andy or any – you guys want to feel this? And Mahomes is great. He's just always smiling. Cousins and Dalton, I mean, they always look madder, but they always get up. Like, they – they are tough, man. <laughs> they, they are. It is a you got to be a tough sob to play fucking quarterback. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.